What's going on, Bulls fans? We Let's go, man. Come on. Y'all already know what we're here. This is Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all Chicago Bulls news and content. And today, DeMar DeRozan sent us into the new year with probably the best present we've had as a franchise in the new year in so long with that win over the Pacers and that shot. We'll be breaking down and talking about that game. Chris Fleming's performance so far as the head coach uh, while Billy Donovan's been out. We'll also be going into the mailbag. We have a few voicemails to get into, and we'll be doing a preview of the Wizards game. We'll get into all that and some more right after this. All right, so first off, Happy New Year's to everyone, man. I hope that you guys had a, a happy and safe uh, celebration of the new year if you guys did celebrate it uh to anyone who's overseas as well we know that you guys really uh got this after the new year as far as the present from demar Derozan. but what a great way to start off the new year for everyone over there we got some big news here we we were uh just passed three thousand subscribers here at chicago bulls central that is a show of the work of the community that goes to show the, this community and platform that we're building and you know, I'm I'm just happy for all of us here, man, because we've been working. And for the ones who've been here since uh, five subscribers to 300 subscribers to a thousand, all of this, man, you guys have really uh, don't ever doubt the role that you've played in this platform growing to what it is. This is a platform for Chicago Bulls fans. It's not my platform. Nothing like that. I don't I don't I don't glorify myself in this. This is about Bulls fandom. This is about Bulls fans. And we have built this community to a, a, a huge amount in a relatively short amount of time in the five months that Chicago Bulls Central has been a thing. So I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for sharing, liking, subscribing. Just thank you for helping grow it. I wanted to start off this year in this first video of the new year thanking you guys because you guys are what makes this community special. But let's get into what makes this team special. So the, we had a, a very sloppy and frankly ugly game against the Indiana Pacers last night. Um, a game in which, l l as much as DeMar DeRozan's game winner, and rightfully so, is going to be getting a lot of the buzz and attention in this win, let's not underestimate or understate the importance that Kobe White played in this win. We don't even, we're not in a position to win that game if Kobe White doesn't have the game that he's having. We're just not. This just really that's just just facts. If Kobe White didn't play the way that he played on both sides of the ball, this we don't we don't win this game. If anything, we may get blown out in that game. Zach Levine did not play his best, as we all know by now. Uh, Demar Derozan, even with the game winner, Demar Derozan did not play. A, a, I wouldn't say he played a bad, a terrible game, but he didn't play a good game either. Um, uh, you know, Demar Derozan, twenty four shots for twenty eight points. That is not not good shooting at all. And, you know, I think we had a comment on the last one talking about shooting, shooting percentage matters and efficiency matters. And especially when you have players in, in Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan that have been so efficient this year, when they don't have those efficient games, it does take another person to step up. And in this game, it was Kobe White. Tyler Cook as well with some solid minutes off the bench. His 14 minutes, five points in that time. Derrick Jones Jr. as well. It was great to see him get a lob and everything going on there. We know Io. Io didn't contribute a lot on points. He made some mistakes as well. But Io and the thing that a lot of people aren't pointing out is that Io saved in clutch time Derrick Jones Jr. from getting a tech. He stopped Zach Levine from getting a tech. Like, Io is starting to show a lot of leadership qualities, and I wanted to also point that out on this video as well because, you know, it, that's usually it's usually the veteran or the level-headed player that tells players to calm down, not to get those tech. There was, there was several times, I think he even stopped Javante Green at one point, Io's leadership is, is showing. Io really knew that this game was close, and he knew that any type of fouls or technicals should really change the outlook of this game, and Io was keeping his players calm. You saw several times where he was going over the players Hugging them, telling them to calm down, talking to them. So the pressure of the moment did, did, 
did not get to Iowa in, in several ways. Yes, he didn't have the output scoring-wise and didn't even have the best defensive game either. Now, he did make some plays, as a lot of people did on, on this team. But overall, I wanted to also talk about Iowa because that's something that I don't think a lot of people are going to point out. Vooch, another big night on the board, 16 rebounds, four assists, no turnovers, no blocks, no steals from Vooch. But again, he, he contributed in a lot of different ways. He shot six for 16, so not a very efficient night from him either. This first half was probably one of the sloppiest halves of basketball I've seen all season from both teams. There were several times in which the Chicago Bulls did have solid defensive uh, possessions and, rota- and, and, and periods. But they didn't end up with the loose balls or they didn't know the rebound. It got to, and, it, and the Indiana Pacers got second chance points based off that. This was not a pretty game. It could be that the earliness of the game got to the players because they it could just be they played so many games in a short amount of time. I know that they were coming back from uh from having a break due to COVID, but really this team tonight's game will be the fifth game in six nights. That is a lot of games, right? And so maybe that got to it. Maybe they were trying to conserve the energy because they do have a big test tonight in the Washington Wizards. I've heard Dinwiddie's going to be out. I'm not sure who else is going to be out with health and safety on Washington's side. We'll talk about that when we preview the game. But with all that being said and everything being what it was, the fact that our Bulls pulled out a game that was flat out just ugly, they were able to get the win. Uh, They got enough contributions. And yes, it took a last minute Hail Mary from DeMar DeRozan. But guess what? The Bulls got it done. Bulls in the year, number one in the East for all the doubters. Six game winning streak. We've won like 10 out of our last 12. I've said it. I said it before. The Bull, be prepared for a long Bulls winning streak. And they're showing that. Now, it does get interesting in, in, in January. We have a very, very interesting stretch in January that's going to that's gonna really test this team and show where we stand amongst the other better teams in the league. But for tonight, it took a, it took a DeMar DeRozan Hail Mary, a one-legged three-point shot that I don't know if he wasn't aware of what happened on the clock or, or with the time that was on the clock. Lonzo Ball posted a funny video about that. But at the end of the day, the Bulls won. And that shot, confidence from DeMar DeRozan. Like, I, was, I know a lot of Bulls fans. When that clock got to three seconds, I was like, DeMar, what the fuck are you doing? And as I said on the live stream last night, my brain, from seeing it was two seconds left to the shot falling in the net, I didn't. my brain didn't process anything until afterwards. And me and my son, who were watching the game, just literally went off and screamed to the top of our lungs. But it is what it is there. Um, very good game. Well, no, very good win from our Chicago Bulls. Not a good game at all, but a good win. They pulled out the victory, and that's what you want to see good teams do is they find a way to win. And the Bulls did that. Um, but they're going to have to play a lot better tonight against the Washington Wizards, but we'll talk about all that and more um, later on. So I do want to get into, uh, I said I was going to be doing this. Let's talk about Chris Fleming. We now have four games um, in Chris Fleming's tenure as head coach while, the, while Billy Donovan's been out with health and safety. Now, it has come out that Billy Donovan's been having Zoom calls, Zoom meetings with the coaching staff, with the players. So I said that before. I think I had guessed that, that Billy Donovan was still going to be a very active part in what goes on with this team coaching from home or whatever else. But I want to talk about the way that Chris Fleming has coached. in the in, So not counting last night, going into the three games before last night, the Bulls have averaged 125 points while holding the opposing team to an average of 113 points. Now that really two big games for the Atlanta Hawks scoring-wise, but for a 12-point differential overall. Now, last night game changes a lot of that, but I wanted to talk about that. Now, again, that's with the caveats that um, the Bulls have been playing teams with that have had players out with, with in health and safety. We have some players out with uh, in health and safety with Lonzo and an injury with Alex Caruso. We also were missing Derrick Jones Jr. In a, in, a, in a few of those games as well. Um, but overall, Chris Fleming is doing a very solid job defensively. What I would say that, and again, not to compare him necessarily to Billy Donovan, but it seems like Chris Fleming makes makes adjustments a little bit quicker than what Billy Donovan usually does. And that that's a good thing. Like, and, and you know, 
Chris Fleming, for those who don't know, he's the only member of the Bulls staff that was here when Boylan was the coach that remained. He's the only one that AK and Eversley maintained on this coaching staff. So Fleming's been here for three years. And Kobe White spoke to that of having uh, Chris Fleming's been here since Kobe White has been here. And so, you know, them two both being kind of the last remnants other than Zach Levine, of course, of the last regime, it just goes to show that this front office does trust and has Chris Fleming around for a reason. And the fact that he got this chance to coach uh, while Billy Donovan's out, he's been doing a solid job. Again, not perfect. Um, but very much so Billy Donovan still evolved. He's kept what Billy Donovan is, is gone very well. And I like the adjustments that he makes defensively. Again, this game, notwithstanding, because it was a pretty ugly game, but let me know what you guys think about Chris Fleming overall so far in his tenure as coaching this team. Um, while Billy Donovan's being out now, we should get Billy Donovan back. He, he won't be back tonight. We know that also Lonzo and Caruso haven't traveled with the team, so they won't be back tonight either. Um, but with that being said, this is probably going to be the last game of Chris Fleming's uh, run as head coach while while health and safety. And when Billy Donovan comes back, we'll probably get Caruso and Lonzo back as well. So we'll be really gearing up. But right now, 6-0 streak, like I said, like 12 or 13 uh, like games out of like the last. The Bulls are on a, a big winning streak and they're taking um, they're taking notice around the league. So well, let me know what you guys think about Chris Fleming. Let me know what you think about some of the players and how they've been playing under him as well. Let's go ahead and get into the next topic for today. So. We are going to be getting into voicemails. Our first voicemail is from Shay, conscious contributor here. Let's go ahead and play that voicemail now. What's up, Hayes? This is Shay. And uh, I was thinking, you know, we talk a lot about who should win sixth man of the year on our team, who should win MVP, who should win defensive player of the year. But no one talks about the most improved player award. And who do you think on our team should get that? All right, this is a great question from from Shay. We talk about the team MVP and stuff like that, but most improved, who gets most improved on this team? And right now, right, you can't give it to Io. This is his first season. Um, Derrick Jones Jr. has been playing silently, but I wouldn't give him most improved either. Really, the player that I would go to for most improved, and this may disappoint some people, is Kobe White. Kobe White's improvement on defense, and if his shot is, if this is the version that we get of Kobe White, continued on through the season, I think it's clear that Kobe, Kobe White has to get the most improved player on this team. It, it, the defensive leaps that he's taken, right, for him, a player that was completely lost on defense, completely lost and off the ball, who's now becoming a competent defender, right? You see the blocks that he's getting, the, the loose balls that he pokes out and things, and just him staying alert and paying attention on defense and how that's been affecting the team. His passing has improved a little bit as well. Um, and that's not just to go off the game where he had 12 assists or whatever, but just in general, there's a couple of scoop passes that he made to Tyler Cook and things in the last couple of games that really shows that he's, again, while not, I wouldn't start calling him a point guard or anything like that, but he's he's improving certain things and, and, and issues that we've had with Kobe's game um for, for since he's been here and if the scoring comes around and becomes more consistent again not the 20 point nights and things like that but if he becomes a more consistent score that we can bet on i think kobe white has to be the most improved player that's just my opinion on it um depending on what happens with tyler cook he's another candidate possibly as well but just looking at like we're getting what we getting uh, what we expected to get from lonzo lonzo's been everything is advertised as well and great and uh alice caruso as well damar uh, he's the MVP, so I wouldn't give him a most improved. Uh, we know Zach, like, well, Zach's improved as well, like being more efficient, and especially he's improved on defense as well. Can't give him most improved. Just looking through this roster, and like I said, with the other qualifiers that I've thrown out with the other players, 
I think it has to be if this if this continues. Kobe White. Now, if he goes back to how he was playing earlier on, then yeah, of course that changes things. But as of right now, and I may be admittedly, I may be a slave to the moment, but I think it's Kobe White. Let me know down below what you guys think of who do you think on this team is the most improved player so far on this team this season? That's a good question. Great question from Shay. Let's go to J uh JC, aka Dead Pizza, who was the mysterious number last time. Hey, it's me, the mysterious seven oh eight number. My name is JC, by the way. Um I wanted to call in asking, what is your thoughts on, damn, I forgot it. Oh, I remember now. What was your thoughts on the Chicago Bulls versus the Bucks game? I think that's going to be a very key mark, mark matchup. What is your um, thoughts on that? Yeah, This is a, a question that pops up, honestly, a lot in live streams. As we talk about the Bulls being contenders, of course, everyone wants to go to what about the Bucks? How the, how the Bulls going to guard Giannis? This Bulls matchup against the Bucks when it does happen, and it's coming very soon. I think we play honestly. I think we we play Friday, January twenty first, right? And that comes uh, after games against Memphis, Cleveland, and then Milwaukee. We got Orlando after that. Well, Boston to start to. Uh, before Memphis in that streak and Golden State before we the Bulls have a nice list just go over this from in January 9th we have Dallas then we have Brooklyn then we have Golden State then we have Boston then we have Memphis then we have Cleveland then we have Milwaukee those seven games right and not everyone of course is is every team in that stretch is key but like that seven game stretch is going to tell us a lot about of what this team and how this team stacks up and I'm excited to get to that stretch thoughts on potential matchup against the Bulls again Nobody can stop Giannis. So anyone who uses this conversation on, well, who, who stops Giannis? It's not about stopping Giannis. Great defensive teams, playoff teams, great, like I said, great defensive teams know that you can't stop a, a player like Giannis. You have to stop and disrupt everything else going around them. Now, you, Giannis is going to get his points either way. Now, if you can make it not be an efficient score night, then that's what you do. But you really try to stop everything else and force Giannis to really beat you. Now, I think the Bulls have the defensive personnel to do that. They, they do. We play the team defense. And also, don't forget, while, yes, we do have to find a way to stop Giannis, they also have to stop Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Vooch with the way the Vooch has been playing Pacers game aside lately. So it's going to be a very interesting matchups for both teams. Both teams. This and As much as people say that the, that the Bulls and the Nets may be on a collision course for the Eastern Conference Finals, either we have to get through the Nets first, I mean, or through the Bucks first, or the Nets have to get through the Bucks first, depending on how seeding works. So it's absolutely relevant that we have to know how we match up against the Bucks. And I'm, that's going to be a measuring stick game that I can't wait for. And I think, especially with the Bulls, well, I would hope with the Bulls' improvement this season, you remember when, when we used to play the Bucks and it would basically be like almost a home game for the Bulls because it's so close to Chicago and we've had so many people showing up? I really hope that Bulls fans are showing up at that game and we make it very interesting and, and help our team in that game because, yes, that's going to be a very – I'm very interested to see that game. I think – I trust the Bulls. As I've said before, I think the Bulls have it. They can beat any team in the league. Not saying they should be favored or anything against every team – but I think we have the personnel when everyone's healthy to beat any team in this league. And especially with Tyler Cook coming on again, we'll see what goes on with Tony Bradley and stuff and if the Bulls make any moves. But with that being said, this team right now with the energy, the focus, the ball movement, the defense, everything combined, we have enough to make it interesting. And I can't wait to see that game and how we match up with them. I can't wait till we play the, the Sixers again because when we did play the Sixers, Vooch wasn't playing like he's playing now. So yes, I understand the, the critique and I understand why a lot of 
uh, people are interested to see how we are going to do in that in that Bucks matchup. It's going to tell us a lot. It's going to tell us a lot. Voice note number three. We're going to go ahead and get into this one now. It's, it's day lives, man. You know I'm pumped up. If Lamar uh, just hit that last second shot. Hey, um, I just wanted to call in. I couldn't let this slide. I just heard you try to tell one of the fans that don't feel like an idiot. Yes, feel like an idiot. You guys shouldn't have never doubted Kobe. And I'm not mad at them, but <clears throat> Kobe had the green light when he was our second best player. Kobe is trying to get used to playing in the, in the system. People who know basketball know that. That's why I kept saying they're going too fast. I'm not surprised about none of this stuff that Kobe's doing. He did this last year and the year before. Kobe been playing like this. That's how I know that these people that's talking are the people that have came over once we got DeMar and and um, Lonzo. Not saying that they phony fans and not saying that that's the only reason. I shouldn't even say that. But to keep it real with you, if you have been watching the Bulls the last two or three years, Kobe White have had plenty of these type of games. Yes, he had crazy turnovers. Yes, he had crazy decision-making. He was a rookie and a sophomore. Plus, we had a garbage coach and a lot of players that wasn't playing up to their potential. How could he ever play up to his potential if he didn't have a team that could, that was playing to their potential? Now that he's around all-stars and maybe even Hall of Famers one day, his game is going to get better than even before. He's going to play with efficiency. The only reason he played good, he's been playing good these days that he's been starting is because they're giving him more and more of the green light. It's going from, like, red to yellow, to green. So I just wanted to call in and say that, but I'm going to call back, man, because I got a lot more to talk about. Uh, you know, DeMar, that was a crazy shot. I was a little mad at him because they kept forcing it, and he went nuts. Great win. Happy New Year, bro. We number one. Come on, stop playing. Eight lives, man. I'm one of your best uh, fans, bro. I love the show. Bulls fans, we lit. All right. So while I've been trying to take the patient type thing and i understand like i said i understand why as much as i don't agree with it like understanding and agreeing are two different things you can understand somebody's point without agreeing with it i didn't i didn't agree with the people who think that kobe wasn't going to fit on this team kobe wasn't going to have a spot that the bulls have to trade him i don't i didn't never agree with that but you know this caller here is really like tired of y'all just to be honest he's tired of y'all but yes a lot of what you said is true right and kobe we i don't think even in the people who want or who called for kobe to be traded i think they understand kobe's potential but potential isn't always realized potential isn't always hit and a lot of bulls fans are tired of waiting on potential especially when we when they could taste um the the the, the contendership they can it's we're so close to a lot to people just tasting the bulls being legit contenders that they understandably don't want to wait on potential. They want to see this team realize now. But with that being said, I agree with everything you said. Kobe has shown it. He was our second best player last year for the most part. Um, And, and when Kobe, Kobe has the potential to be such a, a, a spark plug off the bench, and when you look at like a lot of teams, right, the teams that don't have the, the huge number of superstars or anything like that, they usually have a big spark plug off the bench that really sometimes dictates certain series when they get hot and stuff like that. Kobe can absolutely be that for us, and I'm glad that he's starting to show that potential and starting to wake some fans up. Now, a lot of people are also saying that now that Kobe's playing better, it's up it ups his trade value. Again, th at this point in the time, you're going to have people that are either going to fall very hardly on the side of Kobe White. No matter what Kobe does, great. They're just going to stay. He still needs to be traded, and it's helping his trade value. And you have the other people who, no matter what he does, great or bad, they're going to say no because of what, what he can be. Let's keep him on the scene. But at the end of the day, I, I agree with you. I fall on the side that I want to see Kobe stay on this team, and I really do think the spark plug that he can be off the bench for us is going to be needed, especially when our bench scoring over the course of the season has not been the best. So 
definitely, definitely, I agree with you there. Last topic for today, preview of the Washington Wizards game. So this game, as of right now, I'm looking at who's out. Spencer Dinwiddie's out. Uh, Bertans is out. Uh, Wanamaker's out. Uh, Montrez Harrell's probably going to be out as well. Um, so yeah, they, they uh, of course, every team, every team has their issues right now with, uh, with health and safety. Again, the Wizards record 18 and 18 and 17. I do worry about what Gafford could do against us. Right. But again, as, as a lot of people do point out, um, Vooch had his career high against Gafford when they were on the, uh, when, uh, Vooch was on Orlando and Gafford was still here. So I completely understand everything there. Um, this game is good, especially the bulls can't come out flat at the end of the day, the bulls cannot come out and they can't play sloppy like they did last night. They can't do that. They have to come in and they, they have to execute the ball on offense. They have to shoot the ball effectively on defense. They have to keep Bradley bill from going off and, and contain him the best that they can. They're going to have to play solid defense. Don't know who, who's, if it's going to be Zach Sean. Again, this this is this is one of Zach's first matchups um, against another big time shooting shooting guard. And you know, if they have to change and put eye on him or Javante Green on, on him, I want to see Zach Levine own and take that defensive call and and guard Bradley Bill and play him tight. I want to see how much of a, of improved one on one defender Zach Levine is. Now, again, team defense is the key to, key to games and the key to wins here. But I do want to see that from Zach Levine. If it comes down to a duel between DeMar DeRozan and Bradley Bill or Zach Levine and Bradley Bill, even the better. But I do think this is going to be a game that is, we're going to get excited in. We're, it's going to be a game that is going to be a trade of leads. Um, we're going to have to try to disrupt what they do, but they're going to try to disrupt what we do as well. The, the Washington Wizards can play better than their record. We know it. We've seen it. Um, like I said, the 18 and 17 record can be a little misleading. The Bulls playing flat, now on a back, flat last night, and now on a back-to-back. I really want to see if they come out flat, like I said, this game can get very ugly very quick for the Chicago Bulls and their reign at the top of the East could be very short. I want to see the Bulls really, really play well, execute well um, on both sides of the ball and play together. Keep that air of, of togetherness, next man up mentality. I think this is going to be a big game and when we, in which we see a big game from Iowa DeSumo because I think he's going to, we're going to need kind of that spark, either him or Derek Jones Jr. We'll see what Tyler Cook can do as well. It's going to be a very interesting game. We're going to need some bench scoring as you do in every game. But let me know down below, what do you guys think? Who do you think is going to be, or what do you think some of the keys are going to be against the Washington Wizards tonight? Do you think that that uh, Zach Levine is going to take that defensive assignment and really try to guard Bradley Bill one-on-one this game? Do you think that he has the capability to do it with his improved defense? Let me know everything that you think and that you expect of this Washington Wizards game down below. Like you guys know, I will have a halftime hangout, and we will have a live stream after the game. I'll get those posted so you guys can go ahead and get notifications of that when we go live but that's it for me today a little bit of a longer episode had a lot to go over a lot of voicemails and everything like that really excited i wanted to start this new year off with the bang 3,000 subscribers i'll be announcing soon what we're going to do say we're going to be doing a giveaway once we hit 3,000 subscribers so i'll be announcing that exactly how that's going to work coming up here soon but that's it for me you can make sure you're following us at bull central pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bullcentralpod.gmail.com if you want to leave a text or voicemail so they get read and played like you heard the other ones today that number is 773-270-2799. Um, I want to hear from everyone uh, after this break or whatever. I want to hear from everyone uh, just off how this week was. And we'll be recapping the week tomorrow as well. That's it for me. Like I like to end every video on, go Bulls. I love you guys. Peace. 3K, baby! <laughs>